Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 12th official episode. The 76ers traded Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and Jared Bayless and a 2022 second round pick for Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> like oh, five, six hours ago? Yeah. Just totally, you know, had to... 360 our episode to you know like kind of perfect timing glad we got it you know we're getting it done now instead of earlier in the day so we get to talk about this and not wait a week but i mean totally just shaking up the whole nba world with this trade let's talk about though sort of what it means for each team yeah okay uh, let's talk about for the timberwolves first first of all finally (laughs) like (laughs) thank you that, I mean, it's a bad time, right? Yeah, it, it took, had to happen it took way too long for this to happen, though. I, re- realistically, were you scared that it just wasn't going to happen this season? I was, I was starting to worry about really? it. Really, I, I thought they, would, I don't think the Timberwolves front office would, would be that dumb to just <laughs> let him walk for nothing. At least they yeah. get like two good, two or three good role players. But yeah, they, they, they were going to get rid of him for something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm just glad they did it. To be honest, yeah. it, it, like it just had to happen, right? If as, as the Timberwolves, you just gave. Carl Anthony Towns is bag. He's one of the best centers in the league, best one of the best young players in the league. It's about time that they just commit the franchise to him instead of to Jimmy Butler. And I think that the trade needed to happen because they both wanted each other gone, essentially. Yeah, for sure. All right, but the thing is, for this trade, obviously you can only get so much as this as the, as the Timberwolves we've seen in the past you can only get so much when your player announces they had no leverage exactly when your player announces i want out i don't want to be here anymore you know like we saw with eric, eric bledsoe, bledsoe last year right like when they just say that it makes it a lot harder to get a trade off because the entire league knows that they that you have to trade them which so no one's willing to give as much okay let's talk about it, it, it devalues that player, yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, before we talk about what potentially they could have done, I was about to talk about the Rockets trade in relation to this. Yeah. But let, let, let's just break down the trade first. What does okay. this mean for Minnesota? For Minnesota, they've cleared up, first of all, a lot of shots for Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, which I think I is important. Andrew or Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best young scorers in the league, Felt like he was barely doing anything offensively when Jimmy Butler was and playing. And statistically, when Jimmy Butler does not play He's at all. He's scoring twice as many points per game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So uh, in terms of that, it's about it's about damn time. Come on. Um, but then for the, for the 76ers, while you did just pick up a top 15 player in the league to pair alongside Joel Embiid. Well, let, let's focus on the Timberwolves. I want to say yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dario Saric is 24 years old. Jared Bayless, I think it was mm-hmm. partly just about the contract. I yeah. think he's he gets, on a one-year I think, yeah, deal. He gets paid, I think he's got a big contract, too, he, though, like $17 million. That's no, That might be too no, no. much. I, like, I, I would say 8 to 12 I, I Okay, think. yeah, I don't know why but, I picked that. that number. Um, and Robert Covington is 27 years old. So mm-hmm. in terms of this team, I'm pretty sure Cat is, what, 23? Wiggins is 24? No, no, no. I think, no, 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 sorry. Cat is like 22, Wiggins is 23. And I think Sarge fits this timeline. I think he's going to be a very – I think he's going to be an elite role player in his prime. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington is more of an elite role player right now. But I think he will definitely, like, develop with, with age. I think if I was the Timberwolves, I would keep him on my roster for as long as possible. So yeah. this is Daria? Uh, no, 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 this is Covington. This is Robert Covington, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it, Robert it, Covington's all defensive first team player last year. Yeah. One and, of the best three and D players we have in the league right now. Yeah. And and, and while like yeah, he's not gonna be an all defensive first team player mm-hmm. when he's like thirty two, thirty three and he's just no. not as athletic. But I think I think his game will age relatively well because it's yeah. not especially his offense is not relied too heavily on athleticism and when you're a first yeah uh team defensive player you're not doing that just based off of athleticism you have to like have the mind to know where to be on you, defense. you have to commit you have to put an effort to be an all-in-day yeah. defender i think it's effort but also knowing where to be yes yeah and i just think that considering so so i think that the timberwolves why it took so long for them to trade jimmy butler is that they want to stay as a playoff team and they re- and they realize how valuable jimmy butler is Obviously, that's not a controversial statement, really. But what what they did do by picking up Robert Covington in specific is they picked up a guy who's going to bring the same bring us the same thing on defense. I think it's Jimmy Butler. I think we can say that on defense yeah. they're pretty equal in like in skill level. Yeah, definitely. And while offensively, Robert Covington's not going to go out and, and you know and be a guy that's going to average twenty five or something. He can still you know and and that and in some ways it's a good thing because you do want cat to start taking over and and you do want andrew wiggins to start you know to keep to keep putting up big numbers you want those guys to to take over a big offensive load and so so robert covington doesn't need the ball in his hands to score as much as jimmy butler did robert covington is going to be the kind of guy who's going to stay in the corner space the floor and and just be you know a very good three and d player to you know put alongside your young pieces yeah I, I think it'll actually help the development of wiggins and cat yeah i think that that might be why they did it because he's really just gonna he, he's just a very good complimentary piece and mm-hmm. even so they're just gonna get more opportunities because teams have to respect robert covington he is i, th- I would put him in the not quite elite, elite yeah, tier yeah. not quite elite tier but a very good three-point shooter so you exactly. have to cover him that put that gets uh, room for Cat in the paint, obviously, and that gets room for Andrew Wiggins to take his mid-range jumpers. Because Andrew Wiggins is not a great three-point shooter himself. Yeah, for sure. He needs that kind of spacing to, you know, go attack the basket. Yeah. Which is, you know, part of maybe part that's part of the reason why he hasn't been an efficient scorer in past years is because there's not enough spacing. Okay. And Hopefully that improves. Let's talk about Dario. I think this is actually... Well, Covington is the better piece. I think Dario Saric might be more valuable to this team because mm-hmm. he's three years younger. That's and true. This team is based all around the future, really. Which yeah. I'm happy that they finally realized, by the way. Yeah. Because this the whole Jimmy Butler trade. Well, I, I was like everyone else. I thought it was good for the Timberwolves. I thought, like, why? Why are you trading away your future when this? Mm-hmm. There was a time. It seems crazy now, but there was a time where the Timberwolves were considered by far far and away the best young team in the league yeah and, and i was i would be joking with my friends i'm hopping on the timberwolves bandwagon now so when they're back-to-back champions like you can't call me yeah. a bandwagon like when after they drafted chris dunn right we yeah. thought they were about to have you know chris dunn was like the third pick carl towns was the first pick and andrew wiggins is the first was and they would have laurie markinen too do they they traded the, away his the seventh pick yeah in the 2017 draft forgot that yeah <laughs> but i mean that, that's a big piece that's the exactly yeah potentially biggest piece in that trade but m- maybe second behind zach uh-huh. yeah all right crazy um yeah but yeah I, I think dario fits their timeline pretty well i think he'll be a bona fide role player yeah during I, his prime <coughs> and I, I think he'll fit along cat pretty well 
Except I don't know how good of a rebounder is. I don't have the stats in front of me right now. I think. Mm, yeah. And I mean, also, I don't know how good of a defender he'll be. <laughs> yeah. Which no. is why they have Taj Gibson on the roster, but Taj mm-hmm. Gibson doesn't have more than two good years left in him, I would say. All right. Yeah. I know. I do think, though, that Darius Harris is a 24 year old guy who's contributed a lot to the 76ers. Sort of, I guess, kind of just kind of jumped into the scene and like been a surprisingly valuable young piece for Remember them. Remember when Dario Sarge almost won Rookie of the Year? Yeah. That was so funny. Was that it the was, year, it, it was, was the it year was with, um, with um, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Dario Sarge, and 31-game Joel Embiid? Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest so, thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Dario Sarge going forward could actually, you know, be more valuable in this trade than Robert Covington just because he will continue to get better. And I think that you know, Robert Covington still is still young, but even even more so, Dario Sarge fits the timeline just because of those extra few years he will have like in his prime left, I guess. But go and then just really quickly going back to that Jared Bayless contract, um, you were pretty much spot on. He he's making eight million dollars this year. Shout out NBA two K. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it'll be a free agent to Shout out NBA season. my GM. <laughs> so yeah, so that so that Jared Bayless was just thrown in to make the to make the salary work because Jimmy Jimmy Butler has a bigger contract than Dario Saric and and Rocco I guess, um, and but that's that's good for the that's good for the Timberwolves because eight million dollars for somebody who's probably not really going to be cracking the rotation Jer- and Jared Bayless at least you know you just let him walk this year yeah okay, last it question talking about the Timberwolves do you kind of think that they should have got back another piece for their future or just a bigger piece for their future because Covington couldn't could necessarily maybe not be a part of their long-term plan even Dario Saric he's good but he's not going to be anything more than a role player and they're giving up Jimmy Butler who's an all-star yeah no I mean I think it goes back to number one just the whole the whole league knows that was was expecting a Jimmy Butler trade right but but also like I think kind of what you're saying is true because you have to take into account that like we saw uh, probably a couple weeks ago at this point the highlight come out or the you know the announcement come out that the rockets had offered four first rounders for jimmy butler is yeah i wanted to talk about that too are robert covington and and dari sarich more valuable than four first rounders okay we we have to establish i don't know i think no way in hell that they would have been four unprotected first rounders yeah, no way. That's probably I, I, yeah. There's no official report on that as far as I'm as far as I know, but they would be mm-hmm. picks probably, probably in, in 2019, 2021, 2023 and 2025 because because of the stipend rule you yeah. can't trade your first round pick in back-to-back years. Yeah. So this would go down like down the line in 8 years. Also, you have to keep in mind that rock that current Rockets core is going to be out the door. Yeah, but So those those so picks you, could have, could have been good, like high value first round uh, first but round picks if they I'm, weren't protected. I'm almost positive that yeah. the 2023 and the 2025 picks would have been like lottery per- protected or yeah, or maybe you know maybe top five protected or something. I would say yeah, I would say top five, top ten protected. Yeah, and while I think the f- the first two picks wouldn't be that valuable in no, relation to because Jimmy obviously Butler's. the ro- the, ro- yeah. the Rockets are still one yeah. of the best teams in the league. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. I just it's yeah, interesting. So, that seems more like a long-term move, which is yeah, yeah, in a vacuum what the Minnesota Timberwolves want. Yeah, I, I just think yeah. I obviously we don't know for sure what what else the the Rockets or, or the Timberwolves were being offered, but I feel and and, I, and although I like this trade for the Timberwolves, 
feel like maybe you could have gotten better value, but maybe they waited too long and lost some value. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, that I, could that could I be think, the case. I think they waited too long. I think mm-hmm. uh, Woj Adrian Wojnarowski came out with a report saying that Miami that Miami pulled Josh Richardson out of the deal, and that's kind of what broke things down with Minnesota. But as as we saw, Miami was the only real team soon after Jimmy Butler requested a trade that was actually interested. And so they didn't have that mm. many options. So it's it's not like they were sitting and doing nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, they, they kind of were, but they didn't have that many options. But I think the Miami Heat maybe would have been – they have a bunch of pretty decent young pieces. Yeah. They have a, I feel like they have but a we, bunch we, of Dario Saric caliber young pieces. Yes, but we yeah, we also don't know how much that were the Heat willing to give up. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't know what kind of packages they were calling up Tibbs and offering with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Philly. Yeah. 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 So the thing is, I so I although I, I so I like this trade for the Timberwolves. I'm a little bit less positive for this trade from the Sixers' point of view than it would just appear on paper. I don't know if you I don't know if you feel the same way. What do you think? I would say. Are you, like, are you excited at if you're the Sixers? Is this like great move, or are you like a little bit a little bit not unsure? I think for the Sixers, I think. As a front office, you should be satisfied because, mm-hmm. yeah, you gave up two of your role players, but now you have a third all-star. That's a top, in my opinion, Jimmy Butler is a top 15 NBA player. Yes, I agree with that. But Ben, ben Simmons hasn't been an all-star yet, right? No. No. Fringe all-star. He'll probably be an all-star this year. But, um, but yeah, so, so three all-star caliber players, yes. Joel Embiid is a top 10 player in the league, the best center in the league. At that point, at the at this point, that's kind of a lock in my mind. Jimmy Butler, like you said, t- probably top fifteen player in the league, maybe if not top fifteen, then top twenty. And then Ben Simmons, you could, I don't, you know, I we, I've seen him anywhere from like twenty five to thirty five. Yeah, like outside of you know like that one dude on ESPN, like Colin or something, who had him as like number five, but like <laughs> realistically somewhere Colin in that Coward. range. Yeah, um, but that's like. That's a pretty elite core, and I will not. I will not say to you right now that the that the right now the Philadelphia 76ers are a better team than they were yesterday. Yes. In terms of trying to win the games this season, I would say that too. And I don't think mm-hmm. I think Robert Covington. By the time Ben Simmons gets into his prime, he's kind of going to be out the door. I know I made the opposite argument for Cat, but Ben Simmons is like twenty, and who knows that they could like retain him long long term Dario Saric I think he was actually a very good fit next to Embiid but I think the the defense and the offense that Jimmy Butler brings is so valuable yeah let's talk about this I understand yeah how's the fit gonna be they already don't shoot enough threes besides JJ Redick that's that's another reason so okay so that that's one of the reasons that I'm that I'm a little bit concerned is because Dario Saric was a pretty solid shooter at the, at the number four uh, number four spot, right? Like, he's not he's not going to be a dead eye from three, but like, can hit them he can somewhat consistently. Yeah, can hit mid ranges pretty consistently, and you also give Robert Covington, who outside of JJ Redick is probably the best three point shooter on the team. Yeah, I agree. With so that. for a team that we already have been saying, oh, they lost a lot of shooters this off season. They lost Ersan Ilyasova. They lost Marco Bellinelli. It's a little bit scary that they just gave up, two, you know, two of their, you know, two of two of their player, their two of their best role players first of all, and but also two of their best shooters. 
I Which, think yeah. I, I still think, well, I understand what you're saying. I still think that the talent that Jimmy Butler brings. Exactly. I will not, like I said, even the, no, despite the fact they lost shooting, this team is still better than they were yesterday. In, ter- in terms of trying to win. Are they better than the Celtics? That was, that's, that's part of my problem with this trade. There's another, there's another <laughs> thing. So one thing is, so, so far we've got one thing is that they've they lost some three-point shooting. They lost two pretty good three-point shooters. Not saying that Jimmy Butler is not a pretty good three-point shooter, okay, but we, he's not a better we, shooter than Robert Covington. We were having a conversation about this. You said he, like earlier, uh, you said— I don't think he's a 3-and-D player. You said that earlier. <laughs> I said, I said um, so more that I thought that I was thinking about it from the from the Minnesota Timberwolves' point of view, that that you're you're picking up a 3-and-D three, a three player to replace Jimmy Butler, which in a sense is kind of a more limited version of what Jimmy Butler does. That's so false. He— Robert Covington doesn't dribble. Jimmy okay, Butler yeah, yeah. only dribbles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not trying to say that Jimmy Butler is a three and D player because that's not what he is. He's a he plays good defense as part of his defining you know like player model. But he's not like his offensively three point shooting does not define him. I was more saying that you replaced a top fifteen player with a three and D guy who so he's gonna so Robert Covington as an all NBA first team all defensive first team member. He's going to bring the similar thing on defense. And offensively, he's going to be mostly a three-point shooter. And Jimmy Butler's a somewhat consistent three-point shooter, but obviously brings so much more offensively to the table yeah, than I, I'm just than okay, Jim, Jimmy Butler, his the first thing that come to, comes to mind is not three-point shooting. And it's, the, mid, it's like mid-range and like creating his own shot, The right? first thing that comes to mind is not three-point shooting. The second thing that comes to mind is not three-point shooting. No. And the third thing that comes to mind is not three-point shooting. Well, oh. what's a, so wait, so, what was, so the first okay. thing would probably... Third, first thing would be attacking the basket. Second okay. would be defense. Third would be mid-range. Okay, yeah. And then after I re- I that... Re- I rest after, my case. After that, it's probably three-point. Okay, fine. But that's, I'm not... That, that just, okay, that's I'm not just trying to disagree. That just comes okay, to him okay. being like a good offensive player. Exactly, yeah, okay. all right. Uh, okay, but but um, but let's go back to what you're saying. Another one of the problem of my problems with this trade is that I'm not sure that this makes them, even though they got better for this season, I'm not sure that this makes them better than the um, than the Raptors or better than the Celtics. I don't think it does. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the problem. You just sacrificed, I think, a little bit of your future and Dario Saric and Robert Covington, both of whom are younger than Jimmy Jimmy Butler, for for Jimmy Butler, who's like thirty years old, and like yeah. will make you will make you good for the next it just three seasons. But then, like, I was thinking about this. This seems a bit okay. I, I, this is gonna sound weird. Mm-hmm. This seems a bit similar to the Carmelo Anthony Knicks Thunder trade. Not in that Jimmy Butler is gonna suddenly fall off, but in that you're sacrificing a bit of your team for something that isn't gonna make for for a star. That isn't gonna make your team better than the teams you need to be better than. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're gonna go from being the you fourth know like the third, in the or, East the third or fourth best team in the East to, to the, the third, third or fourth best yeah. team in the East. Yeah, it I, really. I, to be fair, I I did not think that they were better than the Bucks. And e- now you e- do even before the season, and I do think that they're better than the Bucks. Okay. The only reason that the Bucks are nine and one right now is because Brook Lopez has Steph Curry's shooting ability. I told I I have been saying this, Giannis for MVP because of Mike Budenholzer and because of Brook Lopez and Ursan Eliasova shooting. I've been saying it. Okay. I told you it was gonna be a okay. big deal. Okay. That, that might not that might not be true the whole season. All right. So like, yeah. okay. When Giannis doesn't win MVP, don't like send me that or whatever. But I'm going to. All right. Clip this. <laughs> um, 
But right, so, so, but yeah, so that's that's the problem. Is that like, does this really elevate them as a team to be to be like a front rower for the East? Probably not. Probably are not. they are they going to make the finals? Probably not. Are they going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm. I, I could see them potentially beating the Raptors if Jimmy Butler. I think the Raptors are winning the East this year, so I don't think. I just see, I think the Raptors could win the East this year in a seven-game series against the mm-hmm. Boston Celtics. I think if a team is going to go down before the... Before uh, the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, it would be the Raptors because they just seem to have less star power, and star power gets a lot more valuable in the playoffs. I would say I would say they have big-time shots. It just uh, It'll come down to Ben Simmons' play because I think Joel Embiid is ready for the moment, just, uh, and he has the talent, and I think Jimmy Butler has always been ready for the moment in the playoffs. Yeah. His numbers go up, and he's just an elite player. I think that's what that brings to this team. It, it makes them a better, a, more of a better playoff team than a better yes. regular season team. That, that's what I'm trying to that's, say. Yeah, okay. I understand that. But but does, so, so you think that star power, though, is more is more – of a big deal in the in the in the playoffs, in the, the playoffs and the regular season. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah, because there's don't know. there's but like there's more close games in the playoffs and star pla- and uh, I heard this from like an NBA trainer that star players and superstars are so valuable in the NBA not because they can just drop twenty five points per game but because they can make shots when the defense plays good defense. That's and, true. And defense that's plays what, that's what best. separates that's what and, separates the good players yeah. and the great players and, and that just increases the star players value not just because they can do that because they can hit shots with people in their faces and mm-hmm. and people play their best defense in the playoffs so i think yeah that's and, true and the game, defense and is games elevated are just, so and games are just tighter in general so yeah, i think right. just having a go-to score that makes sense that makes sense yeah uh just talking about their future i think jimmy butler I think he could age not the best. I think if the Spurs, or sorry, if the 76ers are eligible to offer him the five-year max, mm-hmm. I think I think Jimmy Butler would maybe accept like a four-year max. But either way, I think his game is a little bit. You said off the of first. You said the first thing that came to mind when you thought of Jimmy Butler was him attacking the basket. That's an issue as a thirty-year-old. Like, like that's not <laughs> that's okay. That's issue. not that's not a problem. If like you know, obviously there are, there are elite players who who attack the basket well. Jim Butler is a top fifteen player in the league, and that's what comes to your mind. So for now, that's great. That's all well and good. <laughs> I think but that the could, problem that is could be a bad contract. Exactly. But in three in years, three years. Like if if Jimmy Butler by the way, loses, Chris Paul is on a bad contract. I just wanted to acknowledge that. <laughs> it's the same premise. He's not going to be good true. in three years. Okay, go back to what you're saying. But but if so if, so if Jimmy Butler loses that, like you know little bit of extra of athleticism of speed you know of i don't know i guess like just like explosiveness that can really hurt his game if that's the best part of his game yeah i, I guess that's true which I don't, I don't know if it's like really like the most important the best part of his game but like it's definitely up there also maybe he'll be able to develop a jump shot later in his career we don't know i mean it had that I, happens sometimes yeah you know, I think s- about like jason kidd or whatever i saw this stat and the 76ers are current going back to the three-point shooting that the 76ers are currently ranked 21st in the league in three-point percentage and 13th in three-point field goals made per game so i mean they're they're shooting a lot because brett brown is a good coach yeah (laughs) like i don't know if this will necessarily help them however like we've seen in the olympics maybe Mm -hmm. just because like the united states is so good yeah, but we've seen the Olympics that that can happen with three star players. You just kind of 
there's so much help defense that there's just so much more open shots and open shots by nature are going to go in more of the time than not obviously yeah and i think that we have to talk about like cp and harden no one thought that that was going to work i think if people mm-hmm. are saying that there's the offense is going to be a bit not as like movement oriented mm-hmm. because they're going to have another ball handler i think I, yeah no i don't think that's the case i, I don't think that's the case either because no. also they have a a very good coach in Brett Ron yeah. who but and also has a motion offense. Maybe the most important part of that statement is that when Ben Simmons has the ball in his hands, he's holding the ball as a playmaker, not a scorer. That's why that's where Ben Simmons is most dangerous. Yeah, he but, can score, but his he's most dangerous as a playmaker. And I think Jimmy Butler, Jimmy is, Butler is decent enough gets, to pe- to play off ball. Yeah, and, and when Jimmy Butler gets the ball, he uh, he's most dangerous as a scorer. So I think that yeah. when you're giving them the ball, you're giving them the ball for two kind of different things and both of them can do the other thing well enough but they really excel at the other one so you know i think that'll that'll work out and you know they'll sort of pick their spots right maybe you you sort of offset their minutes so they're playing at different times right and brett brown is like you like we said you know i guess like three four times at this point is a good coach and so he'll figure it out yeah uh, i trust him and him too the last thing we haven't really brought up is will the 76ers even re-sign jimmy butler I'm going to go with a strong yes. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. I, I think that's an issue if you sign him to, to, you know, where at the age of 35, 36, he's still making $30 million. That's a problem. But yeah, but if you're, you know, if you're signing, if you're signing an, a top 15 player for the next few years to, you know, continue working with your young play, young pieces. And when you, with that, to that, when you get to the playoffs, like you said, that's when that's when the veterans are going to be important when you make yeah. the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And that, also, that, that he has that playoff experience. Do you think he'll serve as a mentor time? to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? But I mean, they don't I really think, play the same position. I, th- I so okay. So I, I, you know, I've kind of listed off a few reasons why I'm not sure about this trade. Another one of them is we don't really know for sure if Jimmy Butler is a locker room cancer or not. I don't. I by no means do I want to assume that he is, but. Jimmy Butler has said in interviews that his sort of style of talking to his teammates is that he's going to give you tough love because, you know, he had to sort of come up from the bottom and he expects you to just be able to take it. And so he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's just going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Well, and that he expects you to Joel do the same. Embiid. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not sure it will. Joel Embiid's a seven foot dude who talks a lot of trash on Twitter, but can he really like take the, you know, like a blow to the yeah. heart? I feel like Joel Embiid's a little bit of a bully on Twitter, but like, you know, we think about it in like a real life context, like bullies tend to be the ones that have, you know, maybe like self, like <laughs> conscious, like yeah, issues, right? It's yeah. so like, okay. And, and you, and you know, you like to talk about how is Joel Embiid a baby for, you know, what do you yeah. do with Andre Drummond? Like, can Joel Embiid take that kind of tough love from Jimmy Butler? We will see. And if he can't, then you don't re-sign Jimmy Butler. And don't make the same mistake that the Timberwolves <laughs> did. Then get rid of him, please. But I think that I will that happen. I don't think so. Could it happen? Yes. I think it's a very good option. Lastly, mm-hmm. I wanted to read a tweet from Woj, kind of not confirming because like it's just a prediction. But I think that it comes from Woj. It's pretty legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler and the and the Sixers fully expect to reach a deal on a long-term contract this summer. League sources tell ESPN Sixers make made deal with plans to add Butler to a big three with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So yeah, mm-hmm. if if you're giving up these assets, 
you're going to have to you, resign yes, the guy. Yes. Especially because you're probably not going to win the finals this year, and you're probably not going to make the Eastern Conference finals mm. this year. Does he fit with their timeline then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of the no, I, I, no. the overarching issue might be that it, de- it, depend, it depends how he ages. Yeah. But yeah. we can't control that. So yeah. I, I think hindsight is going to be 2020 here. Yeah, no, I think I think that maybe the fundamental problem with this trade is that it seems great now, but like as as Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are sort of really reaching the apex, the peak of their play of their career, is Jimmy Butler still going to be an elite player? We'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah. All I, right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Space the Floor NBA podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to like it if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching it on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Five uh, stars. Comment. Of course. Uh, <laughs> make sure to follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. And thanks for listening. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Peace.